and welcome to another episode of Worldwide Wonderful Women. I am your host, Paula Harris, and this podcast is for women who are all about learning how to live in God's divine power when yours is diminished. It is produced on behalf of Transformed Worldwide Ministries. Thank you so much for being here. Hello, this is episode number 343, and it is entitled, His Holy Spirit in You, Part 1. I'm Paula Harris, and I am so glad to have Lindsay Harrell here with me. Hi, Lindsay. Hi, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you? I am doing awesome. Thank you for having me. Good. I am so glad that I'm not doing these podcasts by myself, that Lindsay has joined me now for this year. And I pray that you girls and anyone else that may be listening will be blessed by what we share. You know, I love this topic of the Holy Spirit because without the Holy Spirit, we cannot do a thing. And yet God has been so gracious and so kind to give us his Holy Spirit so that we may live abundantly. And so we're going to dive right into this topic because we have things we want to share with you. In John chapter 14, verses 15 to 18, it says, if you love me, keep my commandments and I will pray the father and he will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever. The spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him for he dwells with you and will be in you. I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. Oh, there's so much in that. There's so much in that. Let me share another scripture out of John chapter 16, verses 5 to 11. But now I am going to him who sent me. None of you ask me, where are you going? Now, this is Jesus speaking. Rather, you are filled with grief because I have said these things. But verily, truly, I tell you, it is for your good that I am going away. Unless I go away, the advocate, we're talking about the Holy Spirit, will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. When he comes, he will prove the world to be in the wrong about sin and righteousness and judgment. About sin, because people do not believe in me about righteousness, because I am going to the Father, where you can see me no longer, and about judgment, because the prince of this world now stands condemned. So there is just so much in there. And as a a Bible teacher, I would love to go expositorily through these verses. But really what Lindsay and I are going to do is just touch base on some facts. So Lindsay, Can you tell me a little bit more about who the Holy Spirit is? Yes, I can. Thank you so much for sharing what you did earlier. I really appreciate it. Like you said, we are only touching just some important bases, but um, what we have here and what we're sharing today is critical and it's really enriching. Who the Holy Spirit is, he is the third person of the Trinity. He was involved in creation and has always existed. 
He possesses the characteristics and attributes of God because he is God. He is a personal being rather than an impersonal thing or someone mystical or some mystical force. He serves in perfect unity with the Father and his Son, Jesus Christ. The three are one. He is another of the same kind, just like Jesus. He is the comforter. He is Jesus' spiritual presence without limitations. He is the spirit of truth. He is God that seals all believers, his claim on us as his very own. He is a powerful force of God. Yes, indeed, isn't he? Oh, yes, so true. Yeah. So true. You know, when, when you think about the Holy Spirit, you know, the Greek word for him is pneuma, and the Hebrew word is ruach, and it's translated wind or breath. We don't see the wind, right? But yet we see the effect of the wind upon grass. And we don't see electricity, but we see how a light bulb comes on because of electricity, the effect of the electricity. Mm. And we don't see computer, uh, uh, the eye clouds up in the sky where we keep our computer file, but we can retrieve those files no matter where we are. So we see the effect of the eye cloud. So when the Holy Spirit is operating in our lives, we are able to witness his powerful presence with us. And mm -hmm. Lindsay, all that you said is just so true. He so is true. God, right? Yes, he is. You know, mm -hmm. and so he's a part of the Trinity, like you said. He's our seal and our guarantee, like you said. He works in perfect unity with the Father and Son, like you said. Yes. It's awesome. Yes. Anything you want it to add? Yes, I was just about to say it's a wonderful blessing to think about the Holy Spirit because um, he is not just an it or just something that um, God has used like some simple instrument in our lives. But who he is, is another person of God who's a powerful force that's a gift from God. Um, and that's something that I've just always looked at the Holy Spirit as in scripture is a true gift of ours one that provides us comfort, that is an advocate, um, one that's providing us truth every single day and is working on our behalf. And it's just such a blessing. Oh my, you know, Lindsay, what you touched on is so important to me. It turns my stomach when I hear someone refer to the Holy Spirit as it. Oh yeah. No, yeah. He's a person. No, yeah. He's part of the Trinity. In the Bible, it refers to the Holy Spirit as him, he, not it. Yeah, not it. Oh, my. You know, when someone talks about the Holy Spirit and they say it, that bothers me to no end. But I know that maybe they need to grow in their learning on that. What you touched on, that is so important. Ephesians chapter 1, verses 13 to 14 says, In him you also trusted after you heard the word of truth the gospel of your salvation, in whom also, having believed, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. And that's what you said. You talked about us being sealed with him, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession to the praise of his glory. Yes. Oh my gosh, Lindsay, thank you for that insight. That is so powerful. No, thank you for yours as well. <laughs> well, someone may ask, 
-hmm. Why do we need the Holy Spirit? Well, in John chapter 15, verse five, it says, I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. We understand the Holy Spirit is a part of the Trinity. He is God. He yes. is eternal. He has the attributes, all of, of what the other part of the Trinity has, the Father and the Son. And that when it says here, apart from me, you can do nothing. Mm -hmm. It's talking about God's Holy Spirit within us. Without the Holy Spirit, God himself abiding in us, we can yes. do nothing. So yes. that's why it's important that we need him, right? Amen. It's so true. Actually, touching on what you just said, it reminds me of Romans 8, 25 to 27, where it says, if we hope for what we do not see, we wait for it patiently. And verse 26, it says, in the same way, the spirit helps us in our weakness, for we do not know how we ought to pray, but the spirit himself intercedes for us with groans too deep for words. And it goes on to speak about how um, he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the spirit because the spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. And I just saw a whole like <laughs> in front of me that like so many things I've gone through in my life and so many things that other people have experienced. And when they had the Holy Spirit working on their behalf, they realized I cannot do anything in my own strength but I can do things with through the spirit of God. And he's the one when we have no words are at our last straw, when we have nothing else left, that he's the one who's able to pick up where we left off, has been there the entire time and can just take off with it and take care of the rest of it. It's just wonderful. That's a powerful scripture that you shared too. I mean, come on, really, what would our life be if Jesus had not sent the Holy Spirit to remain and abide with us. We as Christians have the Holy Spirit when we receive Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. We have that anointing. But the problem today is, are we walking in the anointing of the Holy Spirit, yes. allowing him to operate in and through us? That is what makes all the difference. The unbeliever, we can't say anything because yes. the unbeliever doesn't have the Holy Spirit and cannot know the things of God. But it's yeah. the Holy Spirit that we know and learn and are illuminated in regards to having the mind of Christ. Yeah. Now, Philippians 2.13 says, for it is God who works in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. How is God in us? Through his Holy Spirit. And it's his Holy Spirit that gives us even the desire to want to do God's will yeah. and also the capability to do it. So that's why we need him. And then in John chapter 14, verses 15 to 18, it says, if you love me, keep my commandments and I will pray the father and he will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever. The spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him for he dwells with you and will be in you, and I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. Isn't that precious? Yes, it's so beautiful. We're not left alone. When Jesus no. departed from the earth, he knew that we were going to need help, and he sent the comforter, the helper. Amen. I will pray to Father, and he will give you another helper. Another means another of the same kind. 
We know Jesus to be a comforter, counselor, advocate, and helper. Well, so is the Holy Spirit. Amen. So we need him. Another reason why we need him is because he's the spirit of truth. In John chapter 14, verses 16 to 18, it says the world cannot receive this truth, but a child of God can. So the only way to know the truth of God is by his Holy Spirit. And the only way to understand God's holy word is through the Holy Spirit giving us understanding. Why? Because he's the word of truth. So yes, we need him. And then the other reason why we need him is because Jesus lived his life in unity with the Holy Spirit. I lay this out in my book in several ways how the Holy Spirit operated in the life of Jesus. When you look at Luke chapter 1, verse 35, he was operated in Jesus' life during Jesus' conception. In Matthew 12, verse 28, he was operating in the Lord doing miracles. In Acts chapter 10, verse 38, when he was anointed, it was the Holy Spirit that came upon him. In Luke chapter 4, verse 1, when he was led into the wilderness, who led him there? The Holy Spirit. And then mm-hmm. Hebrews chapter 9, verse 14, when he was offered to God, what? It was again the Holy Spirit involved. Mm-hmm. And then in Romans chapter 1, verse 4, when he was raised, what? The Holy Spirit was involved. So I'm throwing these scriptures out. And please, when you get a chance, look at the scriptures that Lindsay and I share. In 1 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16, it talks about when he was justified, how the Holy Spirit was involved. So like Lindsay said, from the beginning of creation, all the way to the end of the earth, when the world is going to be made new, the Holy Spirit is involved. Wow. That's a lot. Yes. That's <laughs> a lot. And I mean, we could say a whole lot more. So, oh my, there's so much that we could share. But Lindsay, is there anything that you want to share in closing? Um, The only thing I can think of in a short version would be that it's important to remember how much the Holy Spirit is critical in our lives and how, what the role, what kind of role he plays in our lives and how beautiful it is that he makes known what the world cannot make known. And God does that through his spirit in our lives. So I'm just so grateful for that. So, yeah. Yeah, that's powerful. So today we talked about who the Holy Spirit is and why we need him. So I trust you heard something that was informative and encouraging to you. So we are thankful that you tuned into this podcast and trust that you'll do so each month and share it with your friends. Remember, we're doing two podcasts each month the first and second week of each month. If you subscribe though, you're not gonna miss an episode. So subscribe now before you leave. If you have not read my book entitled, His Holy Spirit in You, please go to our website given at the end of the podcast and get a copy. It will give you more details than what we were able to share in this short amount of time. It includes what we covered today and a whole lot more. Well, in closing, Zechariah 4, 6, this is one of the scriptures that God used when he called me into ministry. And I love this scripture. It says, not by might, nor by power. It has nothing to do with our strength, our education, our influence, nothing about us. But by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. So remember, 
If we're going to live right, do ministry, become Christ-like, it has nothing to do with our effort, but everything to do with the Holy Spirit. Well, until next week, smile. Jesus loves you. Thank you for listening. To make sure you do not miss any future episodes, please subscribe to our podcast. We want all to be able to live in God's divine power when theirs is diminished. Also, sign up for our monthly newsletter on our website, twmforjesus.org. Please do share our podcast with others. And Lord willing, we'll be together next month.